The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. Yes, welcome once again. His name's Rob Golfy. My name's Rick Zamperin. We have a barn burner of a show for you today here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. We're going to talk about well, a bunch of different things, including housing. Once again, being sold over asking. We saw this uh, like wildfire in, in last year for sure. Uh, in 2017 is when it first kind of really erupted in uh, the Hamilton, Burlington area. We're also going to talk about why more and more homeowners in this country are taking on riskier loans. We're going to talk about a new trend called the teardown trend and how the rising cost of living in this province is forcing many young adults to say, Goodbye, Ontario. I'm going somewhere else. If you are in the market to sell your home, you got to call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the number two REMAX team in the world. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com, rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can follow the Golfy team on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. To begin today, Rob, you were recently in New York with real estate mogul Barbara Corcoran. What was that like? It was good. I haven't seen Barbara in a long time. And uh, you know what? The great thing about Barbara, she is like very humble, uh, very much uh, loves seeing uh, realtors succeed. Uh, I mean, she made she sold her brokerage, I think for, I, I'm not sure it was 60 or $66 million uh, before COVID. Wow. And uh, yeah, so she did very, very well. She was, you know, prominent uh, brokerage in uh, New York City and, and, and around it. And, uh, but yeah, she's, uh, you know, she's been on Shark Tank. I think it's, that's been going on for about 10 years mm-hmm. or more now, yep. Shark Tank. Yep. And, and then, um, yeah, so, you know, it's nice to have somebody that, you know, to support you and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know. Uh, you know, it, it, we're doing some uh, filming for, uh, you know, uh, commercial ads and stuff like that. So it was, it was really nice to see her again. Nice. And uh, she, she she recognized that she hasn't uh, seen me in a while. And she goes, oh, where you been? And I saw just uh, sleeping through COVID. So I just <laughs> said, uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back, baby. I said, I'm back. <laughs> uh, also, in- it was good. We did, we did some good scenes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Looking forward to seeing that on, uh, on TV. I, um, I went to the old mailbox, uh, the other day and picked up the latest edition of the Golfy team real estate market watch, uh, in the mail for, for March, 2023. Lots of great stats there. Some great articles, including, uh, I love the headline. Remember when I said to sell in February and you did just that. And you were saying that back in like December. I did. Yeah. I was saying, uh, sell in, uh, February and, uh, you will do well. So even last year from last year's numbers in December, uh, in December was probably the lowest point, uh, of average sale price or medium or benchmark price. I'm going by benchmark medium price. Mm-hmm. You could have bought something and could have made some money just by, um, buying it in December, closing, First of February listed on the uh, second week of or first week of February also and probably made fifty thousand dollars depending on the price point that you were buying at. So um, it just you know what February I'm telling you February no matter what the economy is like is always a good indicator 
uh, a, a good time to sell. Now, we don't know if that continues throughout the rest of the year. We don't, we know, but that is the high point, whether it's the high point that's going to uh, uh, continue through this, uh, the, the rest of the year, or it's a high point and then it levels off and then it, it settles back down. But February, March always, and that time frame is usually somewhere between four to eight weeks. We don't know when it's going to end. It's still going on right now. Uh, it's not going as strong in uh, uh, Niagara as it is in Hamilton and Burlington. So things are, you know, just it, maybe it, in, in Niagara, it's going to pick up maybe in about another couple of weeks from now. When we look at the stats from February, the month that just uh, came by, uh, interesting, very interesting numbers when you do some of the comparisons. So year over year, February 2023 compared to February 2022, we're going to look at the median sale price in Hamilton proper. And last month it was $750,000. February 2022, $958,000. So about a $208,000 drop. However, when you compare that $750,000 figure, you got to go back to June of 2022 before you get anywhere close to that. So, you know, throughout the later months of the summer, certainly into the fall, we were nowhere close to 750, but lo and behold, we're back there again. Does that signify the market is getting a lot stronger? I think it I think right now it in my opinion, the market this year is going to settle back right now. If you are putting your house up for sale, you're going to benefit, but I still think it's going to, it's going to scale back down a little bit. Not it's, it's not going to continue. Uh, it just, there's too many things happening in the, in the world and, and interest rates and banking and everything. I truly feel if you're up for sale now, you'll do well. I, I, I don't think it's going to, this, hot market that we're in right now in February, March is going to continue. I think it's going to settle and more houses are going to come on the market. It's not going to be as competitive as it is in February. And it'll, 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 it'll draw down again. Like we'll, we'll drop down an average sale price a little bit. Like we had a little spike in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, and then October, and then, it, then it, it, it scaled back down again. So I think we're, we're going to go through that same thing. We're going to, it's, it's spiking right now right now and then it's going to drop again a little bit like it's so if you're selling great if you're buying uh you can take the roll the dice and see if it, if i'm right <laughs> but i truly feel that it's gonna it's it's gonna scale back down uh in the, in the next couple of months yeah same kind of story in burlington not not to the same degree um the sale the median sale price in burlington nine hundred fifty thousand dollars last month the last time it was that high you got to go back to october of 2022 and same with Niagara, average or, or median sale price, $633,000. You have to go, again, back to October to get at least to $630,000. So nice to see, especially for those home sellers, nice to see the numbers going up. If you're a home buyer, I guess the plan is just wait it out a little bit longer? That, yeah, I, I'd say if you're a home buyer, I, I wouldn't try to, you know, buy in this market unless you want to. It's funny how everybody just comes in at the same time. Now, December was the best month. I mean, the inventory was still not that great, but there were, uh, there were opportunities in December to buy properties at a great price, but now that's changed. So if you sold in December, you know what? Chances are you probably could have got waited another two months. You probably would have got a lot more money for it, but, but it just depends on where you're going, what you're doing if you need to sell. But what, what also I'm showing here, uh, Rick, is that uh, in uh, Hamilton and Burlington, 
well, Hamilton, 20 uh, houses that sold in uh, February, um, they were, 29% of them sold full price or more. Hmm. 29%. Wow. And, and in Burlington, 28%. Uh, Niagara, it was only 18% that sold full price or more. So they're not, they're not at the level that we are up here. And then Brantford, same thing. 29% of the homes that sold, uh, in February were full price or more. So people are going in. I have a niece that she's putting in, she was putting an offer in. Now, uh, this is what happens to people. Um, we went in, they were asking 700,000 for this. We went in at 685 and we were, not quite the contender. So they came back to us because the first offer didn't get accepted. They asked us if we go to 795, 695. And uh, we don't want to be put too pushy, but we, we said, you know, maybe you should consider going to, you know, 695. You'll get the house because mm-hmm. there was, I think, three or four offers. And uh, they said, no, we're going to keep looking. Now, this house had everything. Everything was done. They didn't have to do anything. Um, the... Um, so they, they passed on it. It went to somebody else, but I think they regret it uh, for the 10000 Now, who knows what's going to come down the pipe in the next 30, 60 days, 90 days. But at the time, at the moment, like there was multiple offers, but nobody went in, went in over asking. So even though there's multiple offers on a lot of properties, a lot of them aren't going overpriced. Uh, they're, they're going in at the value. So, I mean, everybody, like agents learn from uh, the, you know, last year, um, uh, consumers learn from last year, all the ones that learned from last year that didn't get the house, they're probably happy that they didn't get it. And they were upset that they didn't get a house last year, but this year they're, uh, they're being very cautious because a lot of people are talking and saying, be very careful and even realtors. So again, buy only what the value is. Don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Just, you know, go in based on what you feel the value is. Don't, don't try to win because you beat the other guy. And then after you take possession, you, you're actually a loser of buying that house because you overpaid for it. Got a couple of minutes left in this segment in, in regards to those who have their homes up for sale right now with, with the market where it is at, what is the competition like in terms of the supply and the demand? And, and is this why we're seeing some listings going for over asking? Yeah, the, 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 there's still a shortage of inventory right now and it is very competitive. Realtors are, are struggling out there. They're feeling the pain. They're not doing the numbers that they're used to. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they're have to watch their expenses right now. They're, 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 you know, working harder. You have to work three times as hard or four times as hard now to do the same amount of business that you did a year ago. And, uh, and that still doesn't even cut it sometimes. So it, 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 the market has definitely changed, uh, you know, the amount of sales. Now, if you look at, look, look, look at Hamilton, there was 475 sales in February. Now, if you look in February of last year, there were 774 sales. So, so that's been cut, you know, almost not quite in half, but almost in half in Burlington, you know, there was 169 sales in February. Uh, but February last year, there was 265. So it's just, it, it, it has taken a big toll. Like in, in Niagara is almost, uh, in, uh, actually Niagara is not too bad. They, their biggest month was March last year. Their biggest month was March. So that means that could mean that March could be the big month for Niagara, uh, possibly in, uh, uh, this year. So we'll see what, uh, what's going to happen with the numbers, uh, at the end of the month with, uh, with Niagara. 
If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, number two on the planet. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Coming back, you will recall... About a year or so ago, the Golfy team was uh, listed in a lawsuit by a realtor in the U.S. We're going to tackle that next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, the number two Remax team in the world. That's the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. And they're all over social media, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out the Golfy team. They're also offering online an instant home estimate. Go to golfyhomevalue.com and find out what your home could be worth on the open market. That website again, golfyhomevalue.com. All right, about a year or so ago, the Golfy team, and, and Rob, you were named in a lawsuit by a realtor down in the U.S. And basically, Chris Lindahl is this uh, individual's name. And he filed lawsuits saying that the arms outstretched pose that we see all over Hamilton on billboards and bus boards and you name it um, was in violation of copyright rules. He was using this for a few years and he says, hey, Rob, you can't use this. I'm going to sue you. Um, Well, a federal judge has now dismissed this lawsuit saying that it basically didn't meet the, the ramifications to go forward. However, there is an option for this realtor to refile. So first off, your reaction to the latest developments and what's happened here? Well, I'm not, I'm not doing the happy dance just yet because uh, he probably will refile. And then that's when uh, the, the final true ending of this lawsuit will happen. But uh, my, my, my lawyer in the U.S. Uh, sent me an email while I was uh, in New York City uh, doing the uh, Barbara Corcoran commercial and uh, said, hey, listen, they dismissed it, but they're going to they're going to probably refile. And but 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 they learned something new that will make it even a stronger case with us uh, when we when and when he does refile for this. And uh, it was great news, but it was also, you know, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the end yet. And uh, so I'm hoping, you know, maybe he may not refile because it costs him just as much money as it, as it does me as he's refiling with his lawyers. So, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm happy that they dismissed it the first round. So that tells me that, uh, there's hope at the end of the, uh, uh, the tunnel for us now. And the other thing is the lawsuit, like he filed for a, uh, a trademark, like three weeks prior to him filing a lawsuit against me. So 
like like he filed he filed a trademark so he can sue me. Like he didn't have the trademark when I was using it. I've been using it for over a year and before that. So it's it's just I don't I don't know where he's gonna go with it, but I don't think it's gonna go far. I mean, people in Minneapolis are making fun of him, saying, What are you doing? You know, this is ridiculous. It's like me trademarking my headshot, right? Rick, if I trademark my headshot, that means nobody can use the headshot for uh, as a real estate agent on their business card. <laughs> so it's almost, you know, the same thing. I, I, I assume so. Is that the new nugget of information that you've heard? Is that he filed the trademark after or like weeks before he filed the lawsuit? It, it was. We knew that because that's because what the lawyers told us, like three weeks prior, he filed uh, before the lawsuit was sent. He uh, he filed the, the trademark. That, that the reason why he he filed a trademark so that he could sue me. Otherwise, this trademark was not done, you know, two years ago, five years ago, or anything like that. He filed a trademark and then he filed a, a lawsuit against me. So he, I don't know what he's trying to gain from it. He, I don't know if it's publicity or anything, but uh, uh, it's it, it, it's given us publicity. I'll tell you that he's actually helped our brand in uh, here in uh, in Canada. When you think about all that has already occurred with this and the potential for his attorney to to refile with, I guess, maybe some new or different information, what's going through your head? Are you are you worried? Are you anxious? Are you confident? What are you feeling? I'm I'm more confident now than I was before because this judge dismissed it and and probably felt uh, that it's this is a waste of the court's time for something like this. I'm in a different country. And I mean, people, the chances of them, us crossing paths is next to nil. And I don't, I don't see this going any further. Uh, it, it just depends what the next, next round goes and it'll be the last round. So we'll see what happens. Does this uh, offer us a glimpse of how competitive real estate is? This is just like a little microcosm of how, you know, dog eat dog it is out there. It is very competitive. Uh, realtors are probably the most jealous uh, uh, entrepreneurs in the world. And uh, uh, we watch each other, what we do. Uh, we watch our numbers, our sales, everything. It, it is, it is a, a very uh, competitive business, not only at the local level, at the uh, Canada-wide, and also with me, it's, it's North American-wide, you know what I mean? Because I hit different levels in my business. So I'm dealing with people that are doing the amount of business that I do and, you know, at the world level, like, you know, we hit number two in the world with Remax uh, worldwide. So I'm being, you know, looked at on a, on a different scale uh, at that point. So, so what happens is people are, you know, are looking to see, okay, I want to hit number two, number one uh, for Remax worldwide. So, so it is a competitive, very competitive, uh, uh, business and uh, you got to ha have your foot on the pedal all the time and uh, and just keep working it and uh, just you know I just you know what there's always going to be uh, obstacles uh, for uh, uh, for me in this business and I remember a broker of mine uh, about 15 years ago and he said to me he goes Rob you are a target he goes people are going to come at you in all different ways so just 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 run your business do it right but you're still you are a target and just be, don't be surprised at what's going to happen to you down the road. And that's what he basically was telling me. He prepared me for this. 
He told me I'm a target. And, uh, and I knew I, I, and it, you know, there's always stuff at me coming at me all the time. And, and, you know, it's just, that's just part of the business of being, you know, out there with all the marketing that I do. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, somebody that people will try to, you know, push me down and, and knock me down if they can. Well, it happens, yeah, all over the business world. You, you, you know, the, uh, a good relatable uh, analogy would be in the sports world. You know, if you win a championship of, of whatever the sport is, you know, the next year, the next game, that, that competitor is going to come after you because they want that, you know, that championship kind of status. Uh, one last question on this one. Has your lawyer um, advised you on when this timeline will look like? What, what, what's the next step and when it's going to happen? I think uh, we're, we're probably in for probably another eight to nine, uh, 10 months into it. Um, I, the, the lawyer just said that we're ready for uh, whatever they, they come back at us and uh, we're just ready. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, they said, you know, good news. They dropped it, but they're going to refile. And then uh, the next email I got was the, the bill. <laughs> I, got the, I got the bill from the lawyer. So, and, uh, and that's in U.S. funds. So ain't cheap. That's for sure. So that's when your smile turned into a frown. That's it. Well, you know what? I'm insured. I'm insured for the. I'm insured for it, and uh, I because I, I do have a policy that protects me for you know advertising and stuff like that. So my le- my legal fees once once it's all totaled up, uh, I just submit it to my insurance company, and and uh, it'll be taken care of. Well, best of luck on that. We'll certainly uh, get an update from you when the next shoe drops. If it's eight, ten, twelve months from now, we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on this. I'm sure our listeners are very interested in how uh, all this is going down as well. Uh, all right, back to um, you know, stuff that's happening in real estate, including. What's happening in the GTA in particular, and we're seeing it, as you mentioned in our first segment, in Hamilton as well, that some homes are selling for over asking price again. There's a couple of examples in the greater Toronto area in which over the last number of weeks, dozens of homes are selling over their asking price. What's going on? Yeah, it's just uh, there's, the inventory is low and the market's good. And uh, even at this interest rate. So the one thing you're getting right now is the buyers that are coming into the market, they can afford this interest rate because they've, they've, they've set up their, their uh, budget for whatever price it is, whatever interest rate it is, so they can afford it. Now, the people that bought last year and the interest rates increased, they're not used to it. They're not used to it. They bought at a different interest rate. Uh, they bought at a higher price also, but now it's hurting them both ways. Higher interest rates plus at the higher higher uh, price point that they purchased, you know, a year earlier. With so now their mortgage payments are going to be probably two thousand dollars more a month, which affects the household income. But Toronto has always been a, a strong market, and if you look in 1988, 1989, uh, we were going through the same kind of thing through the news. Uh, they were saying, you know, affordability was tough. How do people afford houses? If if you go back in the archives of of the news media, it'll it's this it's almost a repeat of what we're going through right now, of of affordability, and uh, and it's just I I just think it's just part of what we're doing now. If we didn't have the interest rates go lower uh, during the pandemic, I truly feel that our numbers would probably not be as high as it is now. And, but now we're here and, and we did have that adjustment last year, but will it, will it go down anymore? I don't think so. We still have a shortage of homes in this country. And, and right now a a lot of builders have stopped building because um, nobody, everybody's afraid 
of okay, I'm going to walk into a new a new showroom, a uh, builder's uh, uh, what do you call it model home. Oh yeah, we we can sell you this house, but it's not going to be ready for another year. Well, I don't know what the market's going to be in a year from now. I don't know what the interest rates are going to be. So that I, that's a risk on my part as a consumer looking at buying that. Um, and so people prefer to buy something already built, and 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 builders that have the money. If they built houses on spec, which there's a few of them that we have in, in, in St. Catharines and, uh, and also in the Hamilton area that I just, I just met up with somebody and they had, they had 22 townhouses in, uh, in, in around Hamilton ready to go. You can walk in right now and have that house in 60 days. It's, it's done. The kitchens are in, it just needs painting and, uh, and just some other minor stuff. But those are the houses that are going to sell because you now, you know, Hey, we know what the interest rates are going to be in the next 60 days because right now, if you get pre-approved, uh, you're pre-approved. I think for 120 days at the interest rates they are today. Now, if and that's what our people are looking for. They don't want risk, and, and builders are putting in their contracts that hey, if if the construction material goes up, you're going to have to pay the the you know the, the premium for uh, for that uh, construction uh, material going up. Well, people don't want to take that risk because you don't know what like uh, the framing or or wood's going to go up 30 40 percent now you, you have to pay more and like like we need a set price we need a set interest rate and if we know that i i think things will go well but builders right now and uh, developers they're they're going to be they're not going to be building as much because the, the consumer is not going to come out to them and uh, so that's why uh housing prices are climbing, especially in Toronto. Uh, you know, people are competing now. You know, we're they're talking about over asking of three hundred thousand dollars in Toronto. So, and that's going to continue there for a while. Is part of that that selling for over asking? Is part of it the price that the home is listed for? Um, and in in relation to that, are most homes right now, and obviously you can speak for them, the ones that you guys are doing here in Hamilton, and as well as Burlington, Brantford, and Niagara, are you are most homes being priced below what they're actually valued at? Well, it, it, it depends. We're listing houses at market value. Okay. And if the house if the house is at market value, you actually might get full price or more. Now, some people are listing just below market value to get multiple offers, but but there's still a stigma on that. A lot of a lot of people are staying away, but but people that need a house, they'll go into it. Now, the house that went over three hundred thousand over asking. Now, these you don't see that too much around here because those houses are probably you know maybe one point five million dollar houses, two million dollar houses or more. Right. Um, it, it, banks are being careful on, on financing these houses too. They're getting appraisers in there. They're not, they don't want to get caught into this mess, uh, of people overpaying and, and then all of a sudden they have to come in with more of a, uh, a down payment. If they don't have it, they're going to, there's going to be some, some problems. So even as a realtor representing the seller and somebody comes in 300,000 over asking, you have to ask a lot of questions. Hey, you know, can your, per, does your person like, what kind of down payment are they going in with? Because if they're only going in, you know, with 10 or 20% and, and if this doesn't appraise, like we got problems, there's not going to be a closing on closing day. And now everybody's in trouble. The seller didn't sell. He had maybe five other buyers that, you know, are willing to pay full price and probably qualified to buy it. But we passed on those guys because 
we were greedy on getting the three hundred thousand dollars over asking. So we got to be very careful when when uh, when you get multiple offers on houses right now. You got to make sure that buyer is very secure. Has that always been the case with homes that are at least north of a million dollars? The the greater the price, the bigger percentage down payment you want. Well, you know, once you hit over a million, the down payment is greater. You have to have uh, it, it is a lot more because I think you're twenty uh, percent uh, uh, on the first million, and then after that. It, it increases quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't have the formula in front of me, right. but it is substantially a lot more. So that's why a lot of houses, if they're on a, on a cusp of a million dollars, you don't want to go over the million dollars because there's a lot more buyers under the million than there are over the million because, because of the down payment. So you just, it's just uh, depending on what price point you're at. It, uh, it, it changes, it changes all the time, even from 500, to a million. There's a different uh, down payment structure there too. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into private lending and uh, private mortgages and how this is causing, well, a little bit of an issue with some home buyers out there. We're also going to get into the teardown trend and why are more and more young adults waving goodbye to Ontario? You'll find it out coming up here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You are listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. They're on the World Wide Web at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, the number two team in the world. That's the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. The first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That number again, 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Follow the Golfy team on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team you'd like addressed on a future show, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Private mortgages, private lending, it seems to be coming more and more popular as interest rates have risen. People can't qualify for quote-unquote normal mortgages, so they're going to private mortgages, private lenders, there is, you know, some pros and cons to this, obviously. But uh, interesting article, I think it was in the Financial Post, that shows that the traditional real estate borrowing market is changing because we're seeing a lot more private non-bank mortgages. And in fact, it has soared 72% in the last two years in this province alone at $22.2 billion increase. There's now about 10, 11% of the market as of 2021 in Ontario that relies on private non-bank mortgages. Should we be worried about this? It's very expensive. Um, Private mortgages was more so uh, would be more on the uh, people like investors, right? So, and and it's, and it's a short term thing, right? You, Mm -hmm. you, you, you 
borrow, uh, let's say $500,000 and, and there's fees on that. You pay a 2% fee on that. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of money. Like, and then you only make interest payments only. It's not like you're paying down any equity, but usually investors use it for short term. They need that because they want to secure the building or whatever the land that they're buying. And then they'll get the conventional mortgage after that. But and a lot of builders, uh, you'd be surprised. A lot of builders use it. A lot of small investors use it. Um, and, and sometimes people use it for second mortgages. But what's happening is, yes, the consumer are using this. They're refinancing their house. The banks may say, no, sorry, we're not going to let you refinance. You're okay the way you are. Mm-hmm. Then they'll go to a private uh, lender and say, listen, I need, I, I need a, a second mortgage and uh, to put on my house. So now not only they have the first mortgage, but they have a second mortgage. Now the first mortgage person doesn't have to worry about it because if they default, they're going to get their money regardless because they, they're secured. Second mortgage takes the risk and, and being a risk taker, uh, he's making more money on interest and he's, he's making money on fees and everything else. But if the, if the homeowner defaults, I mean, he may end up losing money from uh, the sale price if the market changes. Now I'm, we're finding, I, I was just with a, um, a, a client that called us and they want to sell their house. We said, uh, we, we, we looked at all the mortgage situation that they had. We declined taking the listing because their house had three mortgages on it and the value of their home was worth less than all the mortgages combined. Oh, wow. So we just said that there's, you got two things to do here. You either keep the house or, um, you know, you talk to your, uh, second and third mortgage people and try to make a deal because, um, like, you know, cause if we put a house up for sale and there's no funds to pay the other agent that brought the offer in, then I'm on the hook for that sometimes. So I have to be careful because I could lose money by selling somebody else's house by, uh, by paying part of their mortgage. <laughs> so it, it, it's, 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 and I think a lot of millennials today, it's all about the monthly payment. It's all about the monthly payment. And they, uh, and that's why the private mortgage industry is increasing quite a bit. And there's a lot of people are, that are, you know, they, they've been using their uh, house as a bank, like as a, as a credit card. They, you know, every three years they refinance, pay their credit card off, and they whack up their credit card again in three years, and they just keep doing the same thing. Now, in this market that we're in now, that if people purchase and refinance in a high market, and the market did a downturn, now they have to renew their mortgage. Um, it, you know, they're in a little bit of a, a pickle here, so they have to be very, very uh, careful. And that, and, and I, and I truly think that uh, uh, millennials are taken; they're not afraid of what the monthly payment is if they're making money. But it, but now interest rates are going up. Now they're getting stuck. They're getting it. They're going to be in trouble. So they got these these lenders, private lenders. They got to be very, very careful on uh, who they lend to. Yeah, that, that the tricky part of that kind of refinancing strategy, and you know, some people to do, uh, they they use that to you know remodel their home or make you know home improvements, which is great. You're adding value into the home, but if you're refinancing to pay off the credit card, you're going to end up with higher monthly mortgage payments uh, in the years ahead, and probably at the end of the day, the maxed out credit card again, and that's just going to make for a very difficult dis- uh, situation. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of items. Number one, uh, the teardown trend, and are we going to see more of that in this province and in this city? And also more and more young adults in Ontario saying, you know what, we're going to go and work and live and play 
elsewhere. That's next here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team, the number one REMAX team in Canada, the number two team in the world. That's the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. If you want to get your home sold for top dollar, that number again, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check out their social media content. They have awesome listings, cool videos, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is the place to go. Search out the Golfy team. The teardown trend, it seems to be a big one in places like Vancouver, uh, the lower mainland, greater Vancouver, a lot of home buyers look at a place, they'll buy it, but they won't necessarily move into the home. They're going to tear it down and build something new. Your thoughts on that and, and whether or not you see it expanding here to a great degree in Hamilton or Southern Ontario? It, it is expanding and it, and there's, there's a savings on it because there's no, um, I, I, uh, they call it, I think lot levies or, uh, um, Land there's, acquisition there's, costs, save, all that kind of stuff. Yes, they, they save money on that. Now, the smaller builders, this is what they're doing uh, because a lot of the bigger developers and builders kind of squeezed out the uh, smaller builders. So the only way they can do this now is, you know, look for a property, uh, build it, and then and then, and then sell it. So Ancaster is huge on this right now. So you don't know. Like, you can have a nice property, you know, big size lot, 80, 100 foot wide by 150, 200 feet deep lot. And there's an old bungalow on there and, and, and you probably can get $900,000 for this and uh, for this, for this house. Now, now you have to gauge it. Now the seller that's selling that property is going, is my house worth more of the land or is it worth the house and the land combined? You know, you try to get it. And then all of a sudden, if you're not selling, your neighbor's going to sell and you got this big, you know, 4,000 square foot home home that's towering over your house uh, <laughs> next door. So, so everybody then decides, listen, I, I don't need to be in between two mammoth houses. So I'm, I'm going to get rid of my house because, and then that's how the trend starts. And that's how a, a neighborhood starts changing over into newer homes and, and they become bigger homes and mansions and stuff like that. It, it, it is a trend uh, downtown. Uh, it's happened, especially you know, with the smaller houses, a lot of the times, you know, you, you, you can buy a house for maybe 200,000. Those were, you know, a few years ago, like three, five years ago. And you'd see a lot of small builders building them. Now it's getting even tougher because the land value is expensive 
And can you buy a house for three fifty to four hundred thousand and still make money on building a two story? It's not going to be a great quality home, I'll tell you that. If you're buying a house downtown, unless you're buying it, building it for yourself, and 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 growing from there. But but the thing is, it's happening, and it's gonna and it's happening, especially in in Port Credit, Mississauga, Toronto, everywhere. They're tearing down and building these big homes, and it's and it's happened here in uh, in Ancaster and different parts of downtown uh, where people picked up these really cheap homes to, to build uh, new ones in there. Hmm. Last one. we got a couple of minutes to talk about this. Uh, a lot of people are leaving Ontario, especially young adults, because of the soaring cost of living. So usually in a particular year, according to officials in this province, we, we gain about 80,000 people from across Canada and, and we lose about 80,000 people. They move elsewhere. In the last 12 months, the, the minuses are outweighing the, 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 the pluses because this province has lost uh, upwards of 50 to 130,000 people in the last 12 months. That's a lot of people moving elsewhere. It is, and if that trend continues, uh, it's 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 going to hurt Ontario. And and I know Alberta; they're putting advertisements all over Ontario. Yeah. Say, hey, it's a lot better here. We don't have uh, taxes uh, uh, in uh, in Alberta. So so yeah, definitely, it's going to hurt. And what's happening a lot of the times now? The kids, millennials with uh, children, are moving out to Alberta or or uh, or the East Coast. And now the parents are going saying, hey, listen, I, we want to see our grandkids grow up. We want to be near our kids. So now they're moving out. So so you're seeing families now are following their kids or, or families to outside the, uh, the province or even the GTA. So you're going to see a lot of that happening. And, and, and people are, are, are tired. Like, you know, uh, nurses are leaving Ontario because they can't afford a house in, in, uh, in Toronto. So they'll go, they'll go to, um, uh, Calgary, get a nursing job out there and they can afford a house. You can, you could sell a house in Toronto, uh, for what, and you could buy three in, in, uh, Calgary or Alberta. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's becoming more affordable out there and, and that's why they're losing people. Yeah, the Alberta government saying they attracted 33,000 people to their province last year, so their campaign is working. We know that the East Coast and Atlantic Canada has been popular for many people, including many here in Ontario, that have looked at those home prices and said, well, I'm going to cash in here, work remotely, live in um, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, whatever the case is, and and there's the retirement plan. Uh, if it works for you, uh, hey, give the golfy team a call first just to check your options and then find out where you stand from there. Great show once again, Rob. Thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.